was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Teacher, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that you do, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. Welcome to the Unchanging Word Bible Study. Our teacher is Dr. John G. Mitchell, a man who was faithful in teaching the Word of God for more than 60 years throughout the Northwest. The name of our study, The Unchanging Word, highlights the fact that God's Word has not changed. What God reveals in His written Word was true in the past, is still true today, and will be true tomorrow. As you listen, you can expect the Word of the Living God to encourage, challenge, and comfort you. We live in difficult times, but we can expect our God to provide answers to the big questions in your life through His Word. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Life begins at Calvary, there my Savior died. He took my place and by His grace came with me to abide. All I need for living is mine by just believing. Life begins at Calvary, life that never ends. The Unchanging Word broadcast continues in John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3 for our lesson today. Well, in this third chapter of John, we see Jesus speaking to a teacher of Israel on the necessity of being born again, which seems improbable until Jesus explains the need is to be born again of the Spirit. Dr. Mitchell shares how this man Nicodemus was a religious and moral man, a teacher of Israel, but unlike others who were not such, unlike others who know they are not good and moral or religious, this man was one who still needed to be born again by the Spirit of God. So, my friend, where are you? Are you moral, religious, and good by man's standard, and yet are not yet born of the Spirit of God? Have you wholeheartedly believed and received Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord? If you know Jesus as your personal Savior, you have been born again, and that's a fact. Well, turn in your Bible to John chapter 3, verse 1, with our teacher, Dr. Mitchell. We come to you again with studies in the Gospel through John. And I just pray that as we open up the Word of God, that the Holy Spirit will make the truth very clear, very precious, and yet very simple. No need to make a thing complex if one can speak of it in a very, very simple way. So that the Word of God may come to your heart as well as to your mind in clarity and yet in the power of God. We feel like the Apostle Paul when he wrote to the Corinthian church that he came in weakness. He didn't come with words of man's wisdom. 
lest their faith should stand in the wisdom of men instead of the power of God. We want your faith to stand in the power of God. Now we've come to the third chapter of the Gospel through John. And I'm going to read the first few verses. If you have your Bibles or your Testaments, will you please turn to John's Gospel, chapter 3. The Gospel through John, chapter 3. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Teacher, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that you do, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, You must be born again. Let me just stop here for a few moments. May I say that in the first 21 verses of chapter 3, we have our Lord's teaching concerning the new birth. Uh, if I may go back to chapter 2 for a moment, in the last verse I read, the last two verses, you remember that many of the Jews uh, believed on his name when they saw the miracles which he did. But Jesus would not commit himself to them because he knew all men and needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. Now these Jews in chapter 2, many believed on his name when they saw the miracles. They were not attracted to the Savior. They came because of the spectacular. They were not genuine. They had no desire for him personally. All they wanted to see was miracles, signs, so on. And the Lord, even today, does not reveal himself or make himself known to those who are not genuine in their desire for him. Now, when we come to chapter 3, I think we have a man who was genuine in his desire for the Lord. And hence the Lord committed himself to Nicodemus. I believe that Nicodemus wanted the Lord for himself. He wanted a free discussion with the Savior. No doubt he had seen the Lord's credentials, his miracles. But now he wanted to know him personally. So you have him coming to Jesus by night. And he said, we know that you are a teacher come from God. No man can do these miracles that you do except God be with him. Let me just stop here. Now, some people think that Nicodemus was a kind of a coward and he came to the Lord at night. Not so. Chances are this man being one of the leaders in Israel, and our Lord called him that in verse 10, are you a master of Israel and don't you know these things? He was one of the leaders in Israel. He was a busy man and he wanted the Lord Jesus for himself. Not when the Lord was among the crowds. He wanted to ask the Lord some questions. Or, if you put it in present-day language, 
he wanted to meet the Lord and have some counsel. And I think the man was really genuine. Otherwise, I don't think the Lord would have taken the time to discuss the matter with him. But the astounding thing was this. Nicodemus said, We know that you are a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that you do except God be with him. Now, when Nicodemus made that statement, he put himself in the position to believe everything that Jesus said. When he said to Jesus, I know that you are a, a man, you are a teacher come from God. No man can do these miracles except God be with him. Now, it doesn't mean that Nicodemus was recognizing Jesus Christ as God manifest in the flesh, but he did recognize the fact that Jesus was not only a teacher come from God, but the fact that God was using him in the performance of these miracles. Now, the astounding thing was the answer of Jesus to him. Now, let me get the picture again before your mind. Here is this ruler of Israel coming to Jesus. You are a teacher come from God. No man can do these miracles except God be with him. The Lord's answer was, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus' answer to that was, how in the world can a man be born again when he's old? He can't enter the second time. You can't have two physical births. Impossibility. And Jesus' answer was, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and born of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You've got the two things now. You've got the physical and you have the spiritual. For the next verse says, That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Can't be anything else but flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Now, what the Lord Jesus here is saying to this man, Nicodemus, do you know what's wrong with you? You're born wrong. Now, remember, he's not talking to an outcast sinner. He's not talking to a woman like you have in the next chapter in Samaria. He's talking to a religious leader, a religious teacher, a moralist, a religionist. And he's telling this religionist, you know what's wrong with you? You're born wrong. You must be born again. You see, Paul wrote of that in Galatians chapter 5, verse, chapter 6, verse 15, when he said, Being a Jew or a Gentile profits nothing, but a new creation. We're born wrong. You remember the apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 3, all from about verse 6 on when he said, If these other fellows have got a right to glory, I too can glory in the flesh. Do you remember? I was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin. I'm a Hebrew of the Hebrews. As touching the law, I'm a Pharisee concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness in the law. He was blameless. What he could say in Acts again to the people, I have lived in good conscience before God until this day. Here is a man who lived in good conscience before God, lived in the light of his conscience. As far as he knew, he was always doing the right thing. He was a zealot for God, well-born, well-trained, a religionist and moral, and yet he was wrong. He had to be born again. 
Again, I come back to this statement of our Savior, that which is born of the flesh can be anything else but flesh. It can be good flesh, religious flesh, or bad flesh. It's all flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Now, what is he saying? Nicodemus, you're born wrong. Now, this is what Nicodemus had to learn. He didn't say this, I am repeating this. He didn't say this to an outcast sinner. Take the next chapter, for example, when the Lord deals with this woman of Samaria who was a sinful woman. He didn't say to her, woman, you need to be born again. She knew that. She knew that. She knew she was wrong in her life. But Nicodemus, the Apostle Paul didn't believe that. They were good men before they met the Savior. So let's keep this in mind. He's not talking to a man down in the gutter. He's talking to a man who was a religious, moral leader in Israel. Something's wrong with you. Except a man be born again, he can't even see the kingdom of God. Let me, let me just say one or two things. First of all, the need for it. Man's condition demands a new birth. Man lacks the capacity to know God experimentally. You take 1 Corinthians 2.14. It says, The natural man, the man of the flesh, knows nothing of the things of God. The foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Take Romans 3.10-12. As it is written, There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They've all gone out of the way. They have together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Take Ephesians chapter 2. The first three verses says, You hath he made alive who are dead in trespasses and sins. For in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. At that time, in time past, you had your manner of life in the lust of the flesh, in the lust of the mind, and you were by nature children of wrath like the rest. Even Job, way back 1500, 2000 BC, Job wrote in chapter 14, verse 4, Can you bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not a one. Jeremiah wrote, Jeremiah thirteen twenty three. Can the Ethiopian change his skin? Can the leopard change his spots? Neither can you, who are accustomed to do evil, do good. Take the 51st Psalm, verse 5, where David writes, I, I was born in sin. In sin did my mother conceive me. Friend, let's, just, let's, let's face the fact. You're not well born. And to be, to be, to be able to see that and enter the kingdom of God, there must be a radical change in man. Even to see the kingdom. The God of this world, as Corinthians 4th chapter says, the God of this world hath blinded the minds of those who believe not, lest the glorious light of the gospel of Christ should shine upon them. See, what I'm trying to say to you, man's condition is such, unless God steps into the picture, there's no hope for man. But God has stepped into the picture. He's made provision for man to come into relationship and fellowship with God. 
But I want to answer this question. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Man is born wrong. Man's condition demands a new birth. May I add also that God's very holy character demands it. You know, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, it says, Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. The removal of sin doesn't give life. The removal of sin doesn't even fit you for the presence of God. Even though you were forgiven every sin, suppose you had no sin, you still couldn't come in the presence of God. Why? You've got to have something. As uh, the writer of Hebrews says, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. And I'm talking about divine holiness. You remember Paul says, I'm going to be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law. But that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, Paul writes again, For of him, speaking of Christians, for of him are we in Christ Jesus, who in the wisdom of God has been made unto us righteousness. Without holiness, without righteousness, no man shall see the Lord. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, Jesus Christ was made sin for us, he who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Isaiah 61.10 also informs us of the fact that God is going to clothe us with the garments of righteousness. Sir, may I say to you today, or dear woman, whoever you may be, the trouble is we're born wrong. And unless, unless our sins are put away and we're clothed with the righteousness of Christ, which causes us to become a member of the family of God, we cannot come in the presence of God acceptably. No wonder Paul could say, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. In the ads, of course, of whom I am chief. Now let me say something else. The very nature of the new birth demands that we be born from above. Except a man be born again, have a new birth, to be thoroughly cleansed, to be renewed in the spirit, or as Peter says in 2 Peter 1.4, that through the precious word of God, we may be made partakers of the divine nature. Allow me to quote that verse again from Galatians 6.15. Being a Jew or a Gentile doesn't mean a thing, except a new creature. And as 2 Corinthians 5.17 declares, do you remember? If any man be in Christ, in this wonderful, glorious, risen, exalted Savior, except a man be in Christ, he's not a new creation. But we have to be. And he goes on to say, If any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Or allow me to quote from John chapter 1. As these verses just tumbles into my mind concerning this question of the transformation that takes place when a sinner accepts the Savior. 
when, when we have in that amazing chapter, first chapter of John, verses 12 and 13, which we had a while ago, to as many as received him, to them he gives the right, the authority to become the children of God, even to them that believe on his name, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but are born of God. You see, what I'm saying to you, friend, when this Nicodemus came to Jesus and said, we know you're a teacher come from God. No man can do the miracles that you do except God be with him. Our Lord's answer was, Nicodemus, you know what's the matter with you? You're born wrong. You're born in sin. Though he was a good man and a religious man and a teacher of the things of God, he had to be born again. I do not want to go back over all these scriptures that I've been quoting to you, but I want it to be very clear, the impossibility of any man or woman being fitted for the presence of God without a new birth. That which is born of the flesh, as the sixth verse says, that which is born of the flesh can't be anything else but flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. I can't go back into my mother's womb and be born. That's physical. And the spiritual means a relationship with God. And unless you are in right relationship with Jesus Christ, God's Son, you'll never see the kingdom of God. You'll never enter into the kingdom of God. Once in a while, I, in dealing with men, sometimes you say, well, Mr. Mitchell, I'll take my chance. I'm as good as anybody else. Well, I won't. I, no argument there. There's no argument there. When a fellow says to me, Mitchell, I'm as good as you are, I said, that's right, I don't do no argument there. It's not a question whether you're going, as good as somebody else. The question is, are you as righteous, as holy, as sinless as Jesus? Or you say, no one's like that. That's right. That's why he came, to remove the barrier between you and God and to make it possible for sinners like you and me to be born again, to be transformed, to become partakers of the divine nature, something entirely new, and thus come into the family of God, become new men, new women in Christ. Now it's true in our next lesson. We're going to be dealing with the method how you can be born again. But what I'm dealing with today is this question of the tremendous need. Men must see that they must be born again. There's got to be a transformation. There must be a relationship with God established before you can ever come to the presence of God. Oh, friend, listen. Uh, allow me to say this to you. God has made provision whereby you can be transformed from a child of wrath into a child of God. God has made the provision whereby you can be changed from an outcast sinner into one who becomes one of God's saints, one of God's children. God has made the provision. Not you, not me. God has made the provision. And all he wants you to do is to accept the provision he has made, which we will take up in our next lesson. Today, read John chapter 3, will you? And may the Lord make it very, very precious to your heart. 
and may your mind be illuminated by the Spirit of God as we deal with this amazing fact that God can take men and women like you and me absolutely transform us into the children of God. This can be yours today by putting your trust in Jesus Christ, God's Son. Thank you for listening to the Unchanging Word Bible Study today. And so until next time, this is the Unchanging Word Bible Broadcast. Life begins at Calvary.